Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just a Position, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and life journeys with creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to the Just a Position YouTube channel and stream episodes every Thursday. That's when they come out. Make sure you check us out every Thursday on any platform that you listen to your podcast. Today, the guest is one of the funniest content creators I think I've ever discovered. I discovered her like, oh, I don't even know how long ago, during the middle of the pandemic, and I was like, this is exactly the type of energy I need in my For You page and in my day-to-day life. What's on V's face? V! Round of applause. Yay! Thank you! So sweet! (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I have done podcasts before and I I don't necessarily enjoy it unless it's conversational and Mm -hmm. unless I feel like I'm meeting a friend and having a conversation with a friend. So I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, that means so much. Honestly, like, thank you. I'm really glad. Yeah, I like to keep it super conversational. And like, it's, I'm so glad we've been able to hang out multiple times before this mm. because we first met um when it was like leah you um and, and a bunch of other like content creators we were all like yeah. drunk in a karaoke bar uh in new york city <laughs> and then last time i saw you yeah. uh we bonded over mutual anxiety at the Haley bieber skincare yeah. line launch yeah. event for road um so you know we have we have the trauma bonding that's there we have the familiarity so we're, we're good <laughs> <laughs> We are. I feel close to you already. The second I found out you're also a shumi. <laughs> Wait, am I supposed to? Am I supposed to say that? Am I supposed to say that? Is that? Um, no, but in all honesty, the first time I met you, as you know, the, the thing about me is like I need to like you as a person, mm-hmm. and I need to find you fun and interesting and easy to be around. Mm-hmm. And the first time I met you, I already knew you would be a good hang and I'm I was so happy because like when I meet content creators and they match up to their energy Mm -hmm. online or even more exceeded their persona online I feel like like super blessed to to do this because I have Mm -hmm. people I trust and people I respect um gaining you know like exposure and and and, and a, a good place in the community. So I feel like I'm always rooting for people like yourself because I know you work hard, you connect with people in real life. Uh, you, you're just like the whole time we were hanging out, you were never like on your phone or mm-hmm. distracted or anything. And that was like, so I, I love that about you. Even my boyfriend, he yeah, knew I was coming so on cool. today and he was so excited for me. And he also, <laughs> he loved, he was like, when I met Hiram, he was like genuinely asking me about myself, like genuinely interested in asking me questions. He said that about you. Mm-hmm. And that left him a really good impression as well. So... I'm honored to be here. <laughs> you, are, you are so sweet, both of you guys. No, honestly, it's such an honor, like, being able to have you in my life. And I love how you said it, like, being able to connect with really genuine people. Because one of the things I'm really grateful for is, and, and I know you feel the same way as well, like, I, I feel like I'm sometimes, not all the time, but, like, pretty good at like reading people's energy and if they have like a good wholesome genuine energy and I've been so fortunate in my life and in this specific job uh, to be able to meet other people who just have a really genuine kind uh humble energy and that's like definitely you It, it was you know it goes beyond like the keyboard it goes beyond the screen with some people and that's definitely how I felt for you where I was like I just know this girl is so freaking cool and I just know we're going to vibe instantly. So I mean, thank you for the kind words and thank you for coming on. I'm so stoked to have you on because, well, there's just a bunch of different topics that I want to cover. But before we get into those topics, I want to hit you with some rapid fire Q and A's so that, well, I can learn a little bit more about you, but also for anyone who is watching who may not know your content can learn a little bit more about you as well. So for the rapid fire Q and A's, let's start off with just some simple fun ones. I always like to keep these kind of like short, lighthearted and just super fun. So I guess the first question for anyone who's new, uh, what what do you do? Mm. So right now I am just trying to find the next thing that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. uh, outside of content creation because I feel like this is not something I want to do for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. I need to pivot to something else. 
as much as I like connecting with people in my audience, sometimes I feel like it's not sustainable for my mental health. Mm-hmm. So I am just honestly trying to, I'm in the step where I'm brainstorming and trying to see where I want to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I do have a lot of time on my hand, <laughs> to <laughs> be good. honest. Um, but I've been trying to be more active because I live in New York, so I love the energy and the vibe and the hustle here. So I'm trying to go out there and meet more people and hopefully uh, be in the right place at the right time, you know? <laughs> and and this is the perfect place to do that. It you is. You just never know who you meet. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited for you to, like, be in an environment where you can really like redefine yourself uh, because I feel like that's one of the best parts of New York is that it gives you so many opportunities to really like discover who you are so I'm stoked for you um uh and you know I do want to touch a little bit uh, on like kind of leaving the influencer space and like finding other passions and finding other goals later on in in the conversation but next rapid fire Mm -hmm. question what would you say is like your newest hobby your new thing that you discovered that you're like oh my god I'm obsessed with this Hmm. Besides ice latte, <laughs> no, no. So it's, it's, I, I am. Um, I'm trying to think because I am in the process of like, like trying out a lot of new hobbies and mm-hmm. see which one sticks. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the key to living in your body and mm-hmm. getting outside of your head. So these days, I'm trying rock climbing. I'm Ooh. trying kickboxing. Nice. I'm trying. Like Pilates, I'm trying a whole new different, uh, a, a whole wide variety of things. And and I also try to like sew, like make clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I started, but I'm taking a little bit of a break. But like you said, New York is a perfect place because yeah. it allows you to just go out there and do it as long as you have money. Money, that's another <laughs> yeah. thing. That <laughs> you need to have money. Like, I don't want to romanticize New York. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard city to live in. Mm-hmm. When you don't have money, mm-hmm. let's let's just say that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I maybe if I have to pick one right now, maybe I'll say like rock climbing. I try okay. to get. I'm trying to get better. I love it. Yeah. Rock climbing is so much fun and it's so active and, and very like kinesthetic experience. Yeah. So that's so cool. Okay, well, yeah. actually, you touched on the next rapid fire question. I was going to ask, what is your <laughs> go to coffee order? Mm. So right now I'm a little bit basic. I do just an iced oat latte, iced Ooh. latte with oat milk. Yes, oat milk. Um, the best. It's it's so reliable and it's hard to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can expect consistency uh, from most places. I yeah. love it. I love the oat milk. That's the, in my opinion, the best milk to mix with coffee. I don't <laughs> I mix know. milk with my coffee. I'm kind of a purist in that way, a snobby purist. Wow. But I'm like, if you're going to use milk, then do oat milk because that's the best way to go. Okay. And then last rapid fire question. Um, what is one thing that you regret spending money on? Mm. Oh my God. That's such a great question because I am so irresponsible when it comes to money. <laughs> Uh, one of my followers say, like, uh, I, like, I don't have time to care about money. I'm busy living. And mm-hmm. that's how I feel like mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, I think if I really have to say, I, I feel like college. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that the truth? College. Absolutely. Yes. College was the, I mean, like, I'm so thankful for the experience because I don't know anything else. I don't know what I'd be like if I didn't go. So mm-hmm. I have to say I'm grateful for mm-hmm. who I am today because of college. Mm-hmm. But, like, did I need to spend all that money for a school with a name? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So I wish I went to a more affordable college and had, you know, maybe different experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I feel that so much. Looking back, I'm just like, why the fuck did I spend so much money (laughs) on this? It's so stupid. That's that's moments when I think about it. I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I dropped out because wow. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly feel like college, you pay to buy the network, Mm -hmm. the connection. But I was in a place where I was very sheltered, naive and wasn't like, uh, aware that was the game that we were supposed to play mm-hmm. so I didn't like get to get out there and meet as many people and like the stuff that I learned in school those stuff I can teach myself mm-hmm. to be to, to be completely honest uh, I'm there to to make friends to make connection and to maybe like gain the wisdom from the professors and the people around me mm-hmm. but as far as like the technical stuff 
when like I feel like oh I didn't even apply my career mm-hmm. in my career, mm-hmm. so it did feel like a waste of money because <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't make the best out of it. No, yeah. you know it's okay. The, honestly, I think there's so many improvements that we need just culturally when it comes to the way that we view college and the way that we're kind of like utilizing that time and experience. And there are like not necessarily regrets, but a lot of things where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done that differently when in college. But at the same time, I'm like a firm believer in that like everything every choice you made, you know, resulted in like where you are today. And one, like the whole reason that like, you know, I was able to connect with you is being able to discover you on TikTok, creating, you know, skincare related content that was, you know, this is why I love TikTok. I literally just had a young Yaya Young on and I could say the exact same thing about him. I love having people like being able to connect with people in the skincare space who combine comedy and skincare education. And I feel like you do such a good job of that because that's really what my goal was from the beginning of my channel is like, let's, you know, figure out a way to make something as complicated and as sometimes boring as skincare can be and make it more entertaining. So like, I wanted to ask you, like, how did you first start like creating skincare related content? Like what got you into it? I just want to say, I feel like you and I, at heart, we're entertainers. Uh, We just want to entertain. We want to, like, please people. Mm -hmm. We want to make people happy. Mm -hmm. I feel like that that is, that's why we, like, created skincare content in a way where it's, like, funny and easy to digest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I I started my skincare journey in 2018 on, uh, like, offline. I was going through a very hard time in life and like at the point where like a lot of my uh, friends left me because it it was my fault Mm -hmm. but it felt very like isolated and lonely and I think I went through a very like crippling anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. era Mm -hmm. where like I literally had to make a choice to get up and do something with my life otherwise like I would let myself go completely. So I was thinking to myself, like, what would be just one thing that's easy for me enough to do that doesn't feel like too exhausting uh, that I can practice every day? And it came down to skincare. Mm -hmm. But also I was looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, "Uh, that's not what I look like. I I could do better. (laughs) Uh, I hated the person I saw in the mirror. Mm So I started to just like take care, pick myself up one piece at a time. And it started by like literally like not sleeping with makeup, something Mm -hmm. so simple. But I used to do because I was so tired by the end of the day. Um, uh, Washing my face and then it it escalated from there. And then everywhere I went, I started to get compliments on my skin Mm -hmm. uh, in real life. And people would be like, what do you use on your skin? So I was like, why don't I make an Instagram page? Yeah. <laughs> like just documenting my own routine for myself. I didn't realize there was a whole community behind skincare. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, up until then I had no idea. I got on Instagram and then I just started creating and like engaging with other creators. And then it didn't pick up and uh, it, it didn't start to happen and, until I like just show my personality Mm -hmm. because if i'm just gonna show like like three skincare bottles every time on a on a photo like that's boring anyone (laughs) could do that so and i didn't feel like it inspired any creativity for me i was like oh i want to do something more fun and creative because i am driven by fun if i'm not having fun i can't stick to it so mm-hmm. I just show more of my personality and like start to gain more followers on there. But it wasn't until like TikTok that I blew up. Mm-hmm. I just randomly got on TikTok, started to like post a few random videos and it blew up and then got people to follow me on IG and like here we are. Fast yeah. forward to a few years. A <laughs> <couple> years. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you touch on that authenticity because not only I feel like is your personality kind of like the perfect example of like what people on TikTok absolutely love um, because of just that, you know, like unadulterated authenticity. But I, I feel like for a lot of creators and creators who have been able to see a lot of growth is that they face this like kind of critical turning point in their content where they realize that like, 
it, I, if I'm going to continue doing this and if I want to be able to like see any type of growth or anything, I need to embrace the elements of myself that are, you know, my real personality and highlight that rather than try and like kind of cover it with the, the professionalism or the, you know, insecurities of, you know, like that come alongside with the internet. And that's the only way you'll really be able to excel and really see, you know, a lot of, of growth and enjoyment from the platform. But simultaneously, one thing I've loved about your content as well, and not even your content, just you as a person, is your transparency about your mental health. Um, I admire that so much because I'm someone who's, you know, gone through a bunch of different, you know, mental health experiences. We talk about it, you know, on this podcast a lot. But, um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of like shame associated with um, different types of mental health issues, which I think only perpetuates those problems. And you are very forward facing about them and have even talked about how the internet and social media has kind of made it worse at times. So like what, what has your experience been with that? And what, what has your journey been? Because you've been pretty vulnerable about it. Yeah. Uh, I believe like mental health is the most human thing about all of us. Mm -hmm. Like that's how we connect. Uh, but also with everything that's happening in in the world or in our life, like everyone goes through shit. And if you don't have mental health, that means you are either very privileged or sheltered from all the, the trauma or something is up with you. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that like, like I got to the point, I think 28, 29, I realized I've been living my whole life for other people. Mm. Like my culture, cultural expectations, societal expectations, my parents expecting from me because I am first generation immigrant. I came <laughs> here with my dad and my mom and my sister stayed behind in Vietnam for mm. like 10 years. So I was the chosen child to go to mm. America mm -hmm. and to finish college. And there was so much pressure that I put on myself <laughs> where I felt like I had to be successful i had to go to college that was a track for me because it was already set up and expected for me mm -hmm. uh went to college got a nine to five made really good money didn't enjoy the restriction of nine to five mm -hmm. quit that did real estate for like self-employed real estate uh excelled that as well but found out like i had so much mental like i i had so much rage in me mm. um, when I was like in my mid-20s and I didn't let myself be vulnerable mm -hmm. like because up until that point I've been doing everything I, everyone else told me yeah and I had so much anger and resentment and rage um, and I didn't know how to be vulnerable and I didn't talk to anyone about it uh, and then that's why the people in my life like left me because I was toxic to them because mm -hmm. I didn't know how to regulate myself, my emotion. Yeah. And then it came to the point where in my late 20s, I'm like, I have to do something about it because mm -hmm. at this point, like I'm the common denominator. I'm the problem. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I, 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 I picked yeah. myself up. Yeah, and I was like, who am I? Who is V outside of all expectation? And what what would I do differently this time around? Like, what was the problem, uh, the root of the problem? And that the root of the problem was I was trying to be someone I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be a top first child immigrant. Like, I was trying to fulfill certain roles and responsibility. And I wasn't letting myself be me I'm, as a person, very sensitive, very vulnerable, mm -hmm. very like into rawness and connection. So I, I just lean into that. And I think it takes practice. But yeah, uh, and a lot of work. You, yeah. Yeah, it, it takes practice. Yeah. But if the more you spend time with yourself and become more self-aware, uh, the more you're comfortable with who you are and you, you let some of that shine through like little by little every day. So every day I'm still like trying to be comfortable in my own skin, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's a yeah. work in progress. I think sometimes we view mental health through uh, such a lens of like, 
I am broken. I am fixed. How do I get fixed? How do and I've I've gone down that rabbit hole too, where I'm just like something's wrong. I want to fix it. I want to improve it. I want to find the solution now and do it immediately. When in reality, it's oftentimes a, a daily challenge, daily reminders, daily battle. Um, some days will be worse than others, and it's you know an ongoing thing. But it's about getting stronger over time and, you know, being able to build that vulnerability and that strength. Um, but also like one thing I love that you touched on is kind of the rage that you felt what had built over time. I can personally relate a lot to that because, you know, growing up in an environment that was very homophobic, that was very conservative Christian, um, there was absolutely no acknowledgement or acceptance of any semblance of my real personality or who I was as a person, so many different elements that, you know, I grew up suppressing that and like you living for other people. And I realized once I got to college and left home that there was so much rage and anger towards the world and towards other people built up inside of me that I had to really like come to terms with that myself and just be like, is this the type of person I want to be? Do I want to live life just angry at myself, angry at everyone, bitter and always, you know, being distrusting and and negative? Is that really the kind of life that I want to lead? And it for me, it took a lot of work and a lot of time to get out of those mental cycles. Like what, what was that like for you? I mean, I, you, you, you go to therapy. You've, you posted about it before. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we are huge yeah. therapy advocates here on this podcast <laughs> channel. <laughs> yeah. It did take me years to get to therapy for several reasons though. Like first, the first reason being I didn't have health insurance. I was self-employed mm-hmm. and, um, if I need, if I wanted health insurance, I would have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And this is the mindset that I had when I was in my early twenties. I was like, you know what? I'd rather pay the fe- penalty when I file my tax. It's cheaper mm-hmm. than paying for health insurance. That was uh-huh. the mindset. Uh-huh. Sk- scarcity mindset, right? I didn't have yeah. money, so I chose the cheapest option. Um, and that I didn't have access to therapy for years. The second reason being like, it, I feel like everyone needs to come to their, their own term on their own pace mm-hmm. with their mental health journey. Like some people take some time to internalize and process before they're ready to share and ready to go to therapy. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, as long as you're in on the right track and you have the right people in your life who could support you to get to just move forward. You don't have to like take yeah. a run or take a big step. You just move one step at a time, like just do something. But I, I, I took a long time because just no access, but also um, I, I needed to work with myself before I involve someone in. Mm-hmm. That was my journey. Yeah. Um, but I think being on social media, like totally <laughs> inspired me to go and seek help. That's good. Uh, because... Yeah, we talk about, you talk about critical points uh, in being a content creator, Mm -hmm. like in a career. And I think there are so many, multiple points, because as a person, you're allowed to evolve, you're allowed to change your opinion, you're about to uh, update your information and unlearn and learn new things. I think as a human, like, we are entitled to that. But on Mm -hmm. social media, people are not very forgiving. Yeah, um, not. To, to people who make mistakes and I find that very hard as someone who's still growing and still ha- dealing with a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. I find social media was a hard place to be um, and that's why I started to kind of like take a step back and kind of uh, and I realized I care I, I realized it affected me because I care so much about my followers uh, mm-hmm. opinion of me or validation I care f- about them and who they th- like I try to be the person they think I am mm-hmm. which in a way is like living for other people yeah it's repeating uh, that same in, cycle in a way experienced before yeah exactly and I am someone who's trying to break free from all expectations mm-hmm. so the second I realized wait a second I feel like my content is totally dictated by the algorithm mm-hmm. or my followers and I'm doing things and I'm, I'm staying in this cycle because it's for content. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's not 
for my growth so i took a step back and i'm like no this this pattern we've gone on before i i i i know how this movie is gonna end and yeah. i i don't want to end <laughs> yeah. um so i took a step back and i'm just like no i want to be i just want to be with myself and 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 be away from that for now i love that yeah, i sure. love that yeah because <laughs> you recently like you know have taken a break from you know like posting as much i remember like i think uh it was like the last time we connected i had talked to you a little bit about it i really respect that so much because you know i think when it comes to content creation and being online like there's been i think a few studies done now among uh, Gen Z and young people that, you know, being a content creator, a YouTuber or a TikToker is the number one most desired job in the world. So there's almost like an expectation that like once you're able to get to that point of self-sufficiency and self-support through creating content online, why would you ever leave? Like, why would you ever stop that? Why would you ever, you know, discontinue trying to grow that or trying to build opportunities out from there? Um, I, I think is kind of like the the general consensus. But you know, you both both of us. Um, but we've been able to be on kind of the the receiving side and have a different, I think, viewpoint of it. And I think it takes a lot of strength for you to be able to recognize that it's like, nope, this is not good for my mental health. This is not building me into the person that I want to be. This isn't the type of life that I want to be living and I need to take a break and, you know, even, you know, step away um, in, in a bigger way. Uh, what was the, the taking the break like for you? And, and you mentioned before that you are going to be kind of moving completely away from content creation. Like, tell, tell me about that. Uh, what has it been like? No, I totally, yeah, it's, it's funny because I want to acknowledge that the reason why I'm able to take it slow and, and live comfortably uh, while I figure out the next stage of my life, the reason why I'm able to do this is because I do have, I do make income from social mm -hmm. media, from content creation. So there's a lot of benefits uh, for sure. I don't want to like dismiss that. Yeah. But the Absolutely. thing people don't see is like, the, the people only see the perks and they focus on the perks because it's so visible like being a content creator or an influencer is it's all about it's very appearance focused mm -hmm. you know you have to it's show scary. up and you have to show out right so people see that and they only see the perks of being an influencer and they don't see all the prices you have to pay mm -hmm. you are on your own you run your own business you buy your own health insurance mm -hmm. you pay employees mm -hmm. if you're at the point where you have to pay you so you're like responsible for a lot of livelihood like it's it's a business and people don't see the downside or the, the prices that you have to pay and not to mention your mental well-being yeah because once there's a monetary incentive to your content your extra the pressure is insane and you start to like be less creative and be more of a business person i feel like mm -hmm. at least for me Absolutely. um so it it, it stopped it, the, the fun kind of like goes away as you start making more money mm -hmm. uh, and on the the other side like people when you are nobody on on social media you can treat it like a, a school playground like mm -hmm. you can use it to to play you could use it to express yourself use it to make friends or whatever but once you become somebody it's a marketplace mm -hmm. you are now like not a person you're an entity you're a business yep. you're a brand so like anything you do people find it less like they, they're less likely to forgive you because now you have money tied to mm -hmm. what you say and what how you act so i feel like we lose that like humanity as we mm -hmm. uh we go we gain followers on social media media and i feel like at the end of the day not not to be too deep but i've been thinking about no, it go a deep. Lot. i love this like like we like we have to freaking stick together we mean in like every single human on social media because we are everything we got because like company like instagram and tiktok they only treat us like a product mm -hmm. because they need the numbers to sell our data or to exactly. sell to they need to to sell the number to to company and 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 whatnot 
and brands like corporation they treat us like like um just their salespeople you know like there's no one treat us like human so unless we start to treat each other like human it's so yes. lonely to be on social media like yeah. we owe that to each other just be just be just be patient just be kind like get the nuances and just treat me like a human that's all i'm asking for yeah like, just, I, allow I me allow me to make mistake allow me to make mistake and learn from it like don't just shut me out mm -hmm. and then dismiss me because i am vulnerable enough to show you that oh i fucked up i made mistake mm -hmm. you know absolutely i think yeah. everyone on social media like no matter who you are we need to have that perspective of treating each other that way because you don't even have to be like a, a creator or, or an influencer or whatever in order to be negatively impacted by social media in a way that can be detrimental to your mental health or to your confidence, you know? And one of the things, like kind of what you were touching on with how the way that we use social media platforms and just the way that social media platforms are built is to treat us like a business. I think in a lot of ways, and this is coming from someone who absolutely loves the communal aspect of social media. Like I love that I've been able to connect with such an incredible community, but equally I see the damaging elements in the way that social media kind of is starting to destroy our base level empathy for one another, our consideration, because there's so many people on there. It's so easy to forget someone's humanity when it's a, you know, a name on a screen, a comment on a video. And consequently, not only are, you know, individuals and creators to each other starting to treat uh, one another more like either monetary, you know, opportunities within the system or like not human um, because it's a, a entertainment spectacle of the businesses, business platforms that we're using. But I think it's also starting to like trickle down into individual life and the way that we treat one another. Like I, I think all the time about like, you understand you've gone through like TikTok comment sections where I will see like someone who like, posted a video, um, you know, just showing like their outfit, someone who had like 20 followers or something like that. And the video will just have sometimes like thousands of relentless comments, just bullying them. And then I look within the comment sections and I see individual people commenting back and forth, attacking one another, um, in such a ruthless way. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like we have to remember, like you were talking about, the fact that these platforms are businesses and profit off of engagement and things like that. And we and we can't let the way that we utilize these social media platforms um, destroy our, our humanity for one another. And so it is kind of like, I respect your decision so much in like taking a break and, and even everything that you were saying, because as much as I am someone who's like, Oh my God, I love social media. I love TikTok. I love YouTube. This is like so much fun. I'm also like, Holy shit, what is going on? What is happening? This, you know, there's some really, there's some really dark stuff there that can really uh, impact your mental health, no matter no matter what like relationship you have, whether you're a creator or just an individual using the platform in, have you noticed in your life, like, do you, because of that impact, do you just post less often, but still consume the same amount of social media content? Or, um, do, have you tried to like peel it back on like how much social media content you're consuming? I know you said you're like getting out more like rock climbing and Pilates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what does your life look like on the day to day in terms of like social media interaction? So I try to like for myself, I try to write a lot because oh, I try to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stoner, like chronically stoned. Um, but when I am in, 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 the, in the mindset, a stone mindset, I mm -hmm. like to write. I just awesome. write out whatever. And then I sometimes it turn into content. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's just like a thought I want to keep to myself. Mm -hmm. So that uh, I think it helped get the creative juice going mm -hmm. uh, I don't have to show it I don't have to show it for validation but as as, as as long as I'm like content with what I write that's cool I also consume content but uh, I try not to be be too because it's so easy to get hooked that's how it's designed like it's designed to get you hooked um, so I try not to do it too much because I tend to 
uh, go to sleep really late when, when I'm addicted to content <laughs> oh God, uh, yes. consumption. <laughs> and then that would throw up my whole routine, my whole life, because I realized like sleep is so important. If you don't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. then you, you don't get enough things in during the day. And then if you don't get enough things in, then you have this like, it's called revenge bedtime procrastination. Mm-hmm. Like you, you stay up, you procrastinate sleep just because you didn't mm-hmm. get enough done during the day. And v, like, stop calling know. me out. Oh my God, you can just <laughs> say my name. <laughs> Literally, it's such a real thing. It's like twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's good that you've recognized yes. kind of what is tied to that, like, lack of sleep. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed the same thing. Like, I have been really trying to, like, not me- let myself go on to TikTok, like, 20 to 30 minutes before yeah. bed. Because it will keep me up. It's something about the addictive yeah. nature of the platform where I'm just like, oh, my God, I could just, like, stay up so late. So that's, like, good that you recognize that. Yeah. And, like, you talking about smoking. Like, that was funny enough. One of, like, the first things that kind of, like, intrigued me about your content. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's, like, so open and honest about, like, smoking, about, like, going into nature and taking shrooms and, like, talking about your experience. It's not only is your content, like, so funny and entertaining to watch, but I think it's kind of, like, breaking down a lot of, like, uh, you know, uh, stereotypes or judgments people might have about the helpful aspects of, of those things. And would you yeah. say like they've been able to help with your mental health overall? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I am. I think the last two years I've grown more than the first 29 years wow, of my life because I, I, <laughs> I started my psychedelic journey back mm-hmm. in 2019. And then that really made me see myself in a different light, different perspective. Mm-hmm. It made me see myself in a different perspective. So I just became more forgiving of myself. Mm-hmm. And that really paved the way for me to continue to work on myself and seek therapy, like mm-hmm. professional help. And I think it, it pivoted to like the whole personality or character that I have today and I'm so grateful but with that being said like I totally get that it's cute because like I'm a tiny Asian lady who's like speaking funny and it's cute when I smoke yeah but like people went to prison for that like not that long ago like people are still serving Mm -hmm. like prison for the stuff that I'm doing and promoting Mm -hmm. so like if you it started to weigh on me when I when I start to profit off Mm -hmm. of that because it's like okay yeah we, we get it you smoke cool (laughs) but um it it just makes me feel very like uh (laughs) self-righteous and conflicted Mm. i wouldn't Uh, say you come off as self-righteous at all but like at all (laughs) and i i personally never got that from your videos but i will say like thank you for bringing that up because that is something that makes me so angry so angry is seeing like so many states legalize weed so many um you know of these modern hip style you know uh dispensary brands like coming out with all these like services and all these blends and everything and i'm like what about all of the people of color and black individuals that are still serving prison time for possession of weed offense from like 10 years yeah. ago that are still suffering the consequences of something that is considered trendy and fun today. So I wouldn't blame yourself for yeah. the the societal, the deep-rooted no, societal yeah. issue, but I can totally yeah. understand how it that would weigh, that would weigh on you. That that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, especially when it used to be a tool for for the government to like yeah. turn black people into slave again. Mm-hmm. Like let's be real. It was a tool. Uh and I, I, I realized that and I just started to feel like okay, maybe it's a little bit like insensitive to mm-hmm. like keep profiting off of this persona, you mm-hmm. know. It's okay. Like I still do it. But I'm just saying I'm not gonna make that my whole entire personality. Yeah. Uh because I'm more than that. I'm more than just a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> we know you are. We know you I'm, are. I'm, 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 I'm only a, uh, I'm a full-time stoner, but like, but uh, also a full-time human. So yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think that balance I'm is kidding. great. And I think it's awesome that it's like, 
you know, it's great that it's an element of like who you are, but you know, that, that is one thing that kind of sucks about the internet is that it does like to classify people by a one specific mm -hmm. aspect of their personality and yeah. uh, duality doesn't really exist. But you know, that, that's yeah. one of the reasons I like love having conversations like this because it's like, it's able to kind of show at a deeper level the, uh, who mm -hmm. a person is beyond kind of like what they're known for. And, and you're primarily, you know, I would say you're, most known for skincare when it comes to, you know, being online. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, what, do you think you would continue creating skincare content, which I think I know the answer to, but also like, where do you kind of see the skincare space going online? Where do you think it is? Where do you think it's really evolving to? Because it's changed so much even since we first got on, you know, TikTok yeah. and started seeing growth from that. Where, where do you think it is going? Um, so I don't, I'm gonna speak for myself for the first part of the question. Mm -hmm. I think I am gonna try to cut back from skincare content mm -hmm. unless I can find myself adding some value to it. Meaning like it could just be entertainment. If I can make a piece of content that I enjoy watching and bring me some type of like entertainment, then I, I'm probably not gonna create it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's so many qualified voices out there. If you need to learn, you, you sh I, I want to give space to these people. Mm -hmm. So unless I am not taking space away from anyone who are more qualified than me, mm -hmm. then I will create that mm -hmm. content. If I'm like, if my followers are like, oh V, we would love to know your current routine, or like your personal favorite, keyword personal, so mm -hmm. it's not like facts, Factual, yeah. it's not, you know, it may not be for everyone. So if that if that's something they want from me, I will make, give them that mm -hmm. um, content. But as, uh, for for the direction of the community, I would hope that uh, it, right now is is driven by shock value mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I hope that people steer away from that. And I hope people are uh, better at picking up, oh, this is a piece of entertainment versus this is a piece of science and fact. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope that people are more open-minded to nuances mm -hmm. uh, and not everything is completely black and white. Even like the smartest people in the skincare mm -hmm. industry, industry will tell you that things are evolving. You don't know. Like years ago, we demonized certain ingredients. Today, mm -hmm. like they are not that bad or vice versa. So like things are constantly changing and we're allowed to change. I hope people um, employ more like nuances in their thinking. Mm -hmm. um, this is just me being hopeful. I'm not saying this is where we're going. <laughs> I think yeah. we're going the opposite way. I know, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going the opposite way. I feel like on TikTok, like that's why I don't uh, engage in skincare content because mm -hmm. it's like so shock, like focus. It just want to shock you and 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 hook you in, mm -hmm. and it's all misinformation. Mm -hmm. And then like the people who are qualified would go in and stitch it and provide facts and their content is not entertaining or mm -hmm. not shocking so like there's no view for them so i i don't know where we're going but it, it looks kind of it looks kind of dark for where i, I am yeah. <laughs> i completely agree yeah i i was talking to like yeah. young about the same thing that the shock value elements of it like it was very bizarre to see like how six years ago, I feel like anything online when it came to skincare was like DIY this and DIY that and make your own yeah. face scrub and, mm -hmm. you know, non-toxic this, non-toxic that. Um, and then we kind of saw like an evolution where more, you know, like uh, science-based, you know, skincare information was available. There was, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot, there's a lot of people, you know, online like professionals um, and dermatologists and chemists who were providing really valuable information and people were consuming all that information. And then now I think as people have kind of figured out their skincare routines and they're like, okay, you know, I'm good. I'm maybe I don't want to watch, you know, like a yeah. 20 minute video, like talking about a skincare yeah. video or talking about skincare products. It's kind of made a, a lot of people go for the more shock value, attention grabbing yeah. things. And now I've been starting to see so many posts about like, this is toxic. That is toxic. This is how mm -hmm. you do your own mm -hmm. this. Um, this ingredient is like yeah. evil and will destroy. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, are we like, like relapsing yes. back into that cycle? And then you're absolutely right. The people who have, you know, the, the education, the expertise like dermatologists, uh, people mm -hmm. don't feel as interested, you know, 
in, in engaging mm-hmm. with nuanced information. So I yeah. completely agree with you. Like one can <laughs> only hope that like people will view the world in a more Mm. in a less black and white way and in a more grayscale mm. type of way. But yeah. I think that's really good insight. And, and I, I respect that you yeah. are focusing on the entertainment value that you can provide to mm. people. Because I've always believed that too. I'm like, one of the most impactful and valuable things that you can do online is make people laugh, make them smile. Yeah. You know, like, um, th- that's the whole reason, like, I downloaded TikTok in the first place, mm. you know, yeah. and the most valuable part of it, in my opinion. So I love that you're, like, focusing on that and finding your specific place, you know, within that niche. Yeah. And I want to add one more thing, yeah. uh, if we have time, but um, people tend to equate negativity with authenticity. Mm. And I think being mm-hmm. negative online also draw a lot of attention. Yes. And um, kind of, so I think some content creators um, may be tempted by, you know, oh, like this is toxic. You should never put this on your face. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, so so they, they choose that direction for their content. And I think that is a dangerous mm-hmm. uh, step because if you are able to gain followers and someday like make money from it, you're going to find yourself contradicting yourself mm-hmm. because you're going to start to represent brands. You're going to start to do sponsorship mm-hmm. and you're going to say stuff that contradict what you say in the past. And I think not that you're not allowed to change. Mm-hmm. You are totally allowed to change, but people don't take that. Um, like they don't yeah. forgive that. They think now you're, you're being paid to say what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I say, try to not like, be too negative just because it's gaining you exposure mm-hmm. just be truthful because the truth never is not trendy mm-hmm. truth will always be there yeah um, absolutely and so, as a, yeah, as a so viewer so. that's why i always recommend it's so important to diversify your information streams consume like mm-hmm. listen to so many different opinions particularly when it comes to skincare i'm like you should be you know if you want to learn about a specific ingredient learn about it from like 10 different, you know, accounts, 20 different accounts, mm-hmm. like diversify where your information yeah. is coming from so that you don't get caught in the cycle of the shock value information, yeah. the misinformation, all of that stuff, just by taking the time to really like, you know, watch a bunch of different videos yeah. and read different articles and stuff like that. It will provide so much more nuance. And a lot of times it'll be a lot easier to see the truth than having to cut mm-hmm. through the, wow, look at this. Isn't this insane? Ah, scary. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff that's, that's, yeah. you know, um, constantly in the space. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a good <laughs> reminder for like everyone, um, you know, definitely me as well. So thank you. I kind of want to finish up with some more like just rapid fire questions of what is, like a few of these okay. I'm really interested to know because, uh, there sometimes like when we have like podcast episodes, I feel like we, we are delving into such serious, like deep topics. Then it's like, Oh, Okay, we're yeah. out of time. Okay, peace out, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we wanna we wanna end it on a positive light note. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'd love to hear from you. Like, first, if you, which, okay, would you rather give up sunscreen or smoking for the rest of your life? Uh, <laughs> do I want to be vain or do I want to be enlightened? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think I would have to give up smoking because I okay. can't get high other ways. I can take an edible. That's true. You didn't oh, say yeah, I couldn't yeah, do that. An edible. That makes yeah. so much sense. I didn't even think about it. That's a good loophole. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably say like, I mean, like we, we give some anxiety, but I'd, I'd say I, w- I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you could spend yeah. a single day with any like celebrity or historical figure or iconic figure, mm-hmm. who would you spend it with? I'm going to say Prince because I think, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think I will be in for a surprise. You never know when it's going to take you. Mm-hmm. And if he even take you at all, he's very selective with the people mm-hmm. who he keep around. So if he is, uh, if he is willing to take me with him, I think I will be in for a very surprising journey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I love that response. Okay, and kind of um, <laughs> I think someone we had I had found this question online, and I thought it was like, or someone on the team found it online, and I thought it was like genius. But for you, who would be your dream blunt rotation? Oh my god! Oh my god! How many people can I pick? Um, let's say like three, three other people. <laughs> Okay, three people. 
shoot. Okay. Definitely Dave Chappelle. Okay. Controversial for sure. Very controversial. But I want to meet him as a human, as a person outside of his politics and his mm -hmm. comedy. I want to meet him as a person. Okay. And I want to peel more layers with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't second person. I want to pick AOC. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my God, AOC would be I want to pick AOC. <laughs> oh my God, uh, can I am doing well? Um, what's one more person that I would be a great vibe? I don't. Oh, Mia Khalifa. Oh, she would be so cool. No. she'd be interesting. Yes. Yes. I think that would be a very interesting bag, like mix bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like um, for that, I would just sit I'm, back I'm and just, watch the yeah. whole conversation. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the only time I'm going to practice my active listening skill and just sit back <laughs> and like <laughs> enjoy the vibe. Like no effort necessary for me. Yes. Um, but yeah, those are the three people right now. I love it. Oh my gosh. What a like diverse selection <laughs> it's amazing oh my god that's great <laughs> yeah i think honestly like that's the best oh no can i pick can i pick one more yeah, person one rihanna more. shoot who you have it? to pick rihanna rihanna oh like no why oh my gosh, yes. i'm gonna kick out day chappelle it's uh, 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 ladies only yes. rihanna aoc mia Oh my gosh, with Rihanna, Period. like I already know that she would be so much fun to just like kick back with with a blunt. Like, oh, if I would like uh, infiltrate your dream bl blunt rotation, I would just be like Please. sitting there, just like sober, just like watching everything unfold. <laughs> be like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's a great. You, you you could be you could you could join us. I'll I'll, I'll include you. Honestly, I'd probably I'll, just get... I'll bring you as my plus one. <laughs> Thank you. I'd probably just get high off the fumes. Just be sitting there just like baking <laughs> yeah i love that no, no, that's, that's a great question <laughs> that's yeah. i feel like that's a perfect question to end on i want uh you to share where people can follow you on social media mm. if you want to what's on vc on instagram and tiktok Yay. Yes. Make sure you guys go follow her. She has content that really does like brighten your day and put a smile on your face. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast episode. I loved having this conversation with you because I just love having, I love being able to connect with the type of people where you can just talk and talk and talk at length yeah. about deep topics and you all of a sudden are like, oh my God, where did the time go? So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. <laughs> I can't wait to see you again the next time I'm in New York. And to everyone who's listening yeah. and watching, make sure you subscribe to the Disposition YouTube channel. This is a presentation of Cadence 13th and Odyssey Studio. New episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm.